You're tuned in to the thinking Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Featuring author, speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. want to welcome you to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And of course, I'm your host, Michael Nimmin. So glad that you've taken time out of your day to spend it with us right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. As I said earlier, in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we're interviewing an international speaker, CEO, author, and so much more, Charity Smith, also known as Miss Mo. So again, thank you for the gracious introduction. I am pretty straightforward. As I shared with you before we got started, I'm all about the work, right? The accolades and the titles mean very little if you don't have the work to support it. Right. So who I am and what I'm all about is really moving humanity forward. If I could encapsulate my bio, my work, my purpose, it's about moving humanity forward. What does that mean? Into purpose, into vision, into productivity, whatever it takes to move Move us from this place to that place. That's really what I'm all about. It's time, 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 time for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thought, 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 thought of the week. It's like, yeah, you felt the spirit. I said, you felt the Holy Spirit, and I was like, oh man, Josh. And I was like, a, I was like, I was explaining the story of like a, a, a fan who just seen a celebrity, like a fan girl who seen a celebrity. I was explaining to Josh, Josh and I was so happy. And I just, I never, I never told any, I told only like three, three people that story. But, uh, everyone tells them, oh, just put God first and whatever, whatever you're going through, you're gonna make it, you're gonna make it, it's okay. You're gonna make it through it. I've been through a lot of tough situations. I got so many stories to tell, but this video was just about, it was just about uh, putting God first. And don't ever forget that whatever you go through, when you make it through, you didn't make it through. You didn't, you didn't do that alone. You didn't do that alone. You didn't do that alone. You know?
Hello and welcome to a brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. You're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. want to welcome you to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And of course, I'm your host, Michael Nimmons. So glad that you've taken time out of your day to spend it with us right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Guys, uh, we are back and uh, uh, we are due to some work obligations. We're not able to do a show uh, last week, but uh, we are back, guys, and excited about uh, this week's show. We have a great interview uh, with... um, a lady who goes by the name of Miss Mogul. Her uh, real name is Charity Smith. And I want to give a shout out to Dr. Pam Perry, good friend of ours who uh, is a marketing guru uh, and uh, PR professional. She's been on the Thinking Out Loud radio show with us before. Uh, She set up this interview for us. And I'm telling you guys, this is an interview that you do not want to miss. This uh, woman of God is... um, Amazing! She's got a lot to bring to the table, a lot to share, and I can't wait to jump into this interview with her in just a little bit. But again, we want to welcome you to uh, this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I, I really want to just uh, take a few minutes and just appreciate all of our listeners Uh, that uh, take time out of their day uh, to listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I have been watching the numbers and they continue to go up each and every week. Uh, We're starting to see an uptick in uh, listeners on Apple Music, um, not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, I should say. And uh, we really appreciate that. Those of you who are listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, do us a favor. If you're enjoying what you're listening to, take a few minutes and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. We greatly appreciate it. In fact, uh, if you write a review for us, we will definitely read it on the air. Uh, So take a few minutes, guys, and write a review for us. Uh, That way, uh, others who are uh, looking for a podcast to listen to uh, will be able to see your review of our show and who knows they might just take some time and listen because of your recommendation we thank you so much in advance for what you're going to do again uh take a minute or so write us a review and we'll read it on the air As I said earlier, in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we're interviewing an international speaker, CEO, author, and so much more, Charity Smith, also known as Miss Mogul. We're calling this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show Mogul Talks because this is definitely an interview, guys, that you do not want to miss. In this interview, Miss Mogul sharing some secrets and insights on what it means to be a mogul what it takes to be a mogul you know when we talk mogul uh we think or when we think mogul we're talk we're thinking about people like uh uh p diddy uh oprah winfrey bill gates uh people like that these are moguls uh elon musk uh just an example john um 
Is it John Bezos, uh, the uh, owner of Amazon? These are moguls. These are billionaires in, um, in media and in, in other in entertainment industry. So, um, you know, when you think of those, uh, when you think of mogul, these are the names that you think of. But in tonight's interview, uh, I want you to consider uh, Miss Mogul Charity Smith because I guarantee you guys, after you hear our interview, you're going to uh, you're going to understand not just the definition of what a mogul is but I guarantee you you're going to add Charity Smith to your list of moguls uh, because she is doing some phenomenal things and I can't wait to jump into this interview with her in just a few in addition to our interview uh, with uh, Charity Smith, a.k.a. Miss Mogul, we're also going to be sharing with you what I think is a powerful testimony. Uh, and and, and I, I, uh, I'm using it as our thought of the week from uh, a rapper. Uh, John Gabbana, John Gabbana. Uh, this is a video that we ran across I believe it was um, um, a couple years ago actually it might have been back in 2021 uh, may have been last year I think it was last year uh, this individual uh, this rapper uh, who um, is known for uh, a lot of uh, bad things in social media and in the secular world, uh, but uh, gave his life to Christ and repented and was baptized. Uh, and this video uh, that we also shared on our Facebook fan page, facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud HQ. For those of you who want to check the video out, you can see it there. But I'm going to share with you a clip from this video as this week's thought. And man, I'm telling you, if you can hold back your tears after listening to this young man uh, confess his love for Jesus and uh, repent of his sins, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, it's going to be very hard for you to uh, for you not to get emotional after listening to this young man. Um, those that are listening to the podcast and cannot see him uh, he is again a rapper who um uh has really done a lot of um he's he you know it, you look if you look at him you know on the surface you know you always say don't judge a book by its cover but when you see him uh he is he has a lot of tattoos on his face and he, he has the the gold tooth grill and he has all of the things that you would consider to be diametrically opposed to, um, you know, what uh, it means to be a, a, what a child of God looks like. So he does not look like your prototypical Christian uh, in this video, but yet this young man is confessing his love for Jesus, and it is, uh, it is, it is, it is, it is amazing, and you know, not just 
uh, hearing this, but also watching this young man share his testimony. And I and I encourage you uh, to check out our check out this video on our Facebook fan page at um, thinking out, at facebook.com thinking out loud HQ. If you want to see the entire video, I encourage you to check it out. But in this clip, he is sharing a testimony of how he was incarcerated and how in this in this jail uh, he met someone that introduced him to Jesus Christ and I guarantee you this is going to be a thought that you do not want to miss uh, this again is a testimony from former rapper uh, his name is John Gabbana you can look him up on Google uh, to get more information about him but I'm going to share his testimony with you at the end of this week's show Well, guys, again, we are glad to be back and glad you have taken some time this week to listen to us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I guarantee this episode is going to bless you. Well, we get ready to take a break. But when we come back, I'm jumping into my interview with Charity Smith, a.k.a. Miss Mogul. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Maya Nimmons, and I want you to listen to my dad, Michael Nimmons, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., available everywhere you listen to your podcast. And now, available on the Detroit Praise Network website. You better listen to that little girl, the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Author and professor, Dr. Peniel Joseph. You don't have to be Team Malcolm or Team Martin. I think you should be both. You know, so I think the black community needs both. I think that King is much more revolutionary and radical than the public perceives him to be. And I think Malcolm is is a much more um, brilliant and 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 um, courageous individual who can be radically pragmatic and revolutionarily pragmatic to save black lives while trying to defeat white supremacy than people give him credit for. So um, that's why I try to show Malcolm is absolutely this prosecuting attorney, but he's also a black America statesman too. He's going to the Middle East, he's going to Africa, um, he's schooling the young Cassius Clay before he's Muhammad Ali on what Africa means, you know, what his identity means. So. I think I put them together because I thought there was much more convergence than divergence. And I think when you frame them the other way, you hurt um, understanding of the movement. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Refined. Rebranded, reinvented, reinvigorated, revived. The new MichaelNimmons.com website is finally here. And believe me, it's worth the wait. A state-of-the-art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, watch Thinking Out Loud TV, read the Thinking Out Loud blog, purchase books and swag, and so much more. Subscribe today and get a free gift on us. Stop by the new MichaelNimmons.com. It is sure to be a thought for working experience.
What is up, beautiful people? It's your girl, Lex Devine, in the building, kicking it with yours truly, Michael Nimmons, on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. All right, y'all, stay tuned. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Three, two, one. We are back, and we are so very excited to have a very special guest with us on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I want to first give a special, special shout out to a good friend of ours, Dr. Pam Perry, for setting up this interview and making the introduction uh, to this very special uh, woman of God who is going to be with us on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. But of course, as we always do, we like to uh, give them an uh, introduction before we jump into the interview. Uh, she is uh, known as Miss Mogul, an international leadership speaker, <coughs> excuse me, featured in over 30 countries and is now the creator of the Mogul app a global hub for U.S. businesses to build global brands, leveraging this technology. She is a trusted business strategist, real estate investor, CEO, global business mentor, and forward thought leader, a successful serial entrepreneur for more than two decades. Ms. Mogul firmly believes in the power of entrepreneurialism, as a way to address lifestyle disparities, close the achievement gaps and the wage gaps for moving glass ceilings to success. I want you to give a warm thinking out loud radio show welcome to new friend of the show and good friend of ours, uh, CEO, international speaker and so much more. Charity Smith, also known as Miss Mogul. Welcome to the thinking out loud radio show. Mr. Nimmons, look, it is indeed a pleasure and an honor to be with you, your audience, and your show. And I also want to uh, thank very um, graciously Dr. Pam Perry for the introduction. And so thank you, thank you, thank you again for this generous uh, opportunity to speak with you. I'm looking forward to the conversation. I am too as well. And again, shouts out to our good friend, Dr. Pam Perry, who's also been a guest on our radio show and um, just been a tremendous blessing to us and I uh, want to thank her for all that she is doing uh, in Absolutely. the kingdom. Uh, but as we said, you know, again, uh, Miss Mogul, Charity Smith, uh, she is uh, doing some phenomenal things, guys, and I'm just so honored to have her on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And let me tell you, this introduction really just scratches the surface on all of the things that uh, she is doing. And uh, I can't wait again to jump into this interview. And as we always do, and as it is our custom to ask our guests, tell us more about yourself. So again, thank you for the gracious introduction. I am pretty straightforward. As I shared with you before we got started, I'm all about the work, right? The accolades and the titles mean very little if you don't have the work to support it. Right. So 
who I am and what I'm all about is really moving humanity forward. If I could encapsulate my bio, my work, my purpose, it's about moving humanity forward. What does that mean? Into purpose, into vision, into productivity, whatever it takes to move us from this place to that place. That's really what I'm all about. Um, 20 years in real estate uh, that didn't start there. I was also uh, a teacher at the collegiate level, used to teach business quite some years ago. And that's actually where I got the title Ms. Mogul from. I was in a corporate training and development seminar, a mastermind where I was teaching today's and tomorrow's leaders about really what it means to think outside of boxes, right? And move again, their organizations forward. And one of my students kind of flippantly said, well, you think you're a mogul, right? Because I was challenging his paradigm. And so that was his kind of flippant way of admitting, yes, I was challenging him, but also kind of giving me a backhanded compliment as well. But after I thought about it, I was like, you're on to something. I'm going to brand that. I kind of like that. And that's where it stuck, right? And so um, from that point on, I've built, by the grace of God, a real estate investment uh, firm here in Texas. We're also in Mississippi and in Ghana, West Africa. We're emerging there as well. And so um, I'm excited about what the future holds. I have a background in political science and international relations. And I wondered how in the world would real estate and political relations come together? Well, it's coming together in my work now, unofficially as a diplomat, which is what I wanted to do in the first place. So um, my life right now is really about gathering the diaspora specifically and moving us forward economically, socially, politically, and let's not forget most importantly, spiritually. So right. that encapsulates who I am and what I'm all about right now. That is that is awesome. And I told you guys, she this introduction really just scratches the surface. And she jokingly said that, you know, she doesn't like to talk about herself. She likes to talk about the work. And and she is definitely doing that. Uh, that her 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 bio uh, really talks about the work that she is doing and has done. And uh, again, we are so honored and humbled to have someone of her statue with her stature uh, with us on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And you know, you talked about mogul, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, there that that's a term that's that's not used quite often. When it when when people relate to themselves, mogul is at like I would consider probably like the top, you know, one or one or ten or ten percent or or even maybe even one percent of mm -hmm. uh, the world's uh, influencers uh, that mm -hmm. consider themselves moguls. You talk about the P Diddy's or mm -hmm. the, uh, the 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 Sean Carter's or mm -hmm. uh, the the um, the Bill Gates. Those I would mm -hmm. consider to be mogul. So I want you, I want you to share with us more about what you consider to be a mogul and give us more information about uh, what you call the mogul method mastermind philosophy. Sure. Sure. So absolutely. All of those gentlemen that you named there are who we consider to be moguls. And I also and want Oprah to challenge. Winston. I don't want to just say, yeah, you know, absolutely. I was going there. <laughs> right, right. You know, I was going there. <laughs> I was going there and, and I knew where, you know, where is about it. Right, right, um, right, right. But a mogul is someone in my definition and in my application is someone who has an indelible impact mm. on their craft, 
on their industry and the stakeholders within that sphere of influence. Right. So when you think about moguls, you think about those people who become synonymous with a particular industry, a brand. I like to use Oprah Winfrey for media, but I also think about clinics. When mm. people say, pass me a Kleenex, they really mean pass me a tissue. But the name, the brand has become so connected to the product that we say, pass me a Kleenex instead of saying, pass me a tissue. Mm. Right? Right. And so a mogul in my mind is that person that is so in tune with the pulse and not just uh, influencing it, but pushing the thought in that industry forward. Now we start to talk about what are the benchmarks? What are the parameters? What are the definitions of success within those industries? Now you're talking mogul. And the only reason you didn't name my name in there uh, is because, <laughs> you know, and, uh, that I say that tongue in cheek, but my, my vision is really a global vision outside of the U.S., right? And so when I think mogul, I think people groups internationally. How can I have an indelible imprint on people groups around the globe? My definition of impact has to be that whatever that impact or that contribution is, it outlives you, mm -hmm. right? When you think mogul, it outlives you. So when we think about Stephen Jobs, Instantly, we think technology and synonymously with that comes Apple and all of the technology that has moved forward because of his indelible imprint on the industry and the thought of success in the industry. Everybody said the tablet, right? What we call the tablet would never work. It's too large to be a phone. It's too small to be a desktop or a laptop. This thing right here in the middle doesn't fit. Stephen Jobs, though, with his thought about what is possible in the industry, said not only is it possible, but I'm going to define it, define its use, define the impact on it, and I'm going to project what will be the impact of use in industries forward. He has now gone on to wherever he is, but we're still using and talking about and leveraging his contribution to society. So when I talk about moguls. I'm not talking just about entertainment. I'm talking again, I go back to that terminology, humanity. Mm. What's the impact on us moving all of us forward, right? Right, right. So let's go into the mogul method and what that philosophy is all about. My, my contribution to society will be such that I teach people how to think outside of who they are, what their past definitions of success have been, what's the next frontier. I have a, a presentation that I give uh, around the globe, and it is Next Frontier You. So when we think about next frontier, instantly I thought about space and I thought about exploration and I think about discovery and I thought about frontiers and planets unknown and galaxies unknown. We still have a lot to discover about this big world that's around us. Planet Earth is such a small part of the big picture of creation as I see it. Right. So what I really want to challenge people to do is, can you see yourself out there, whatever mm -hmm. out there is for you? You're the next frontier of discovery. And so with the Mogul Method, um, I teach, first of all, M. M is mindset, right? 
And there's a scripture that says, as a man or a woman thinketh, so is he or her. And what that's essentially saying is you are absolutely your thoughts. And so I ask people, when you think about what you have achieved so far and what your contribution to society is so far and what your purpose is, if you have not written or read anything by uh, anybody else, read Miles Monroe. When you talk about purpose, 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 he is the thought, the foremost thought leader, in my opinion, about purpose. And so I talk to them about you know, who are you? And whatever you are, it is exactly the equation of your thought life. Mm. Whatever you are right now is exactly what you think you are. And whether you think you're right or wrong, you're right, right? Right. And I teach people about also um, fear because fear has a huge impact on self-discovery and success paradigms. And I asked people, I said, where do you think fear is steeped? Mm. Fear and faith come from the same place. Mm. Right. Come on, let's think now. Fear and faith come from the same place, from belief. So mm -hmm. if you believe it or if you fear it, you're right. Moving on past that, we talk about, oh, being optimization. How do you optimize now? Now that you have this, this epiphany in your mindset and you have a vision about where you want to go, how do you now leverage and optimize that? So many times we don't meet the benchmarks of success because we don't have a system of logistics that works. We have mm -hmm. not thought through the steps that's necessary. We have the brilliant idea, but you know, like I know, if we do not have ways to, to measure success at the onset, people become discouraged with the process. Right. So you have to have a way to optimize, to keep those successes coming, to keep you motivated. Right. Then we have the G, which is the God factor. And we have goals in there. And I talk to people and I almost said, man of God, I feel like I was in church for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that because that really is the realm I operate in. It truly right. is. Mm -hmm. But when we think about God in business, um, he has been removed. And I think he absolutely has a place at the boardroom, at the, the, the helm of it all, if you will. Right. And so when I talk about God and goals, most of the time when we think corporate America and benchmarks, because we have not allowed God to be inside those conversations, we hit what's called glass ceilings because we don't have anybody to challenge that mindset. Faith is the things that we hope for, the evidence of things not seen. And right. when you're trying to take your operation, your business, your brand into areas unknown, you've got to be able to see out there, even though you don't see out there yet. Mm. Faith is absolutely the lens we look through to see what is possible for us. Preach. And so if you remove God from that, you only have your human limitation. Oh my God, you're <laughs> earthbound. You are so limited there. Right. And so while it is not for me about proselytizing people, I tell people all the time, if you want my cake, you got to have my ingredients. God is in the mix right, where right. I live, right? Right, right. And so then we move on to you, utilization. How do you have the right people with the right skill set, with the right frame of mind, with the right vision at the table? We don't want to just have anybody here. I tell people, I will frustrate you if you have no vision. 
If I tell you my accountant, my attorney, my business management uh, leader, if I get to the table with you and I tell you the next big idea, we're going here and we're going full throttle. It's your job to find out how we get there. Not to tell me we can't make it. Mm. You didn't hear me. (laughs) And it's not your job to tell me we can't go there. I'm the visionary. I absolutely know we can get there. I need for you now to tap into your genius and find out how we get there. um, Psychologists tell us that when we want to find answers to the big questions of the world, we first of all start with the answer. We ask the question and the answer comes. Meaning this, how do we cure the world of cancer? Now that's out in the universe. I say it's at the ear of God. People say it's in the universe, whatever. But when you ask that question instantaneously, your mind starts to now calibrate and think about all of the information you have available to you looking for solutions. How do we cure cancer? You start thinking about all the classes you've taken, all the research you know about. You start thinking about TED Talks. You start looking for the answer. And eventually, if you keep asking the right questions, the answer comes. You need people at the table with you who can ask the right questions and then show up as the answer. Don't Mm -hmm. tell me we can't make it. Be the answer. I can stay there all day. Then we go to L. L is where we have legacy. Here is now where we start to dream big, right? And now we we bring big dreamers to the table with us to now give leverage and flight to the big idea that started with M in mindset. Mm. And I tell people to do this. This is something I learned from a mentor, uh, Jeff, uh, God, the creator of Priceline. I can't think of his name right now. And that's a shame because you look, man, I'm almost 50. I'm getting older. So don't hold it against me. (laughs) But he told us to do this. He said, write your obituary Mm. and live from that place. Now, when I first heard that, that was morbid to me. Right, 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 right. Morbid. Morbid. Mm -hmm. But when I started to write it and I started to write all the awards, I was like, uh, that doesn't matter to my family. Uh. You know, the pro- that doesn't matter to my family. That doesn't matter to the, the men and women I mentor. That doesn't matter to industry. It doesn't matter. So what it did is it challenged me now to really become clear and laser focused on the people and the things that matter. We have a dash that we live in, that alpha and that omega the beginning and the end. So I was born in 19 and I will never tell you the year. <laughs> But I promise you, I'm going to live in, I'm going to leave here in 2000 something. The biggest part of that equation is that little bit of line in the middle. that the programmer, when they start to write out the life of Cherry D. Smith, more than anything, that little bitty line is going to speak louder than anything else that was in that program on the left side of the page. So here is what I'm saying impact legacy if what you're doing does not matter leave it i give you permission i deputize you to change course whatever it takes go and live the legacy part because that's the part that matters that's the part that matters so that's what i do in the mastermind i get brilliant leaders really clear about who they are what matters and where they're going 
That is awesome. That is awesome. I know you guys are enjoying my interview with this awesome woman of God, Charity Smith, also known as Miss Mogul. She is our guest on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And uh, she's been sharing with us some insights into um, what what it means to be a mogul and the mastermind philosophy uh, that goes along with that. And as I'm listening to her, uh, much of what she said, uh, you know, I well, I, I agree with all of it. And I've also written about it in a couple of books that I've written uh, about identity and and about vision. And, and it is it's it is so true that that dash that we are that she talked about towards the end there, uh, you know, that is the depth and breadth of a person's life and what you do uh, in between your birthday and your death date is is what is most important. Uh, I have a, a, a portion of uh, a segment in my book where I talk about the dash and and uh, metaphorically wow. life can be characterized as a dash, yes. you know, the, 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 the rat race, so to speak, yes. you know, the race to the finish line. But it, but but we're talking about the, the 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 literal dash between a person's life and a person's death. And um, and and I, I completely agree that we have to, to focus our our time and attention on those things that matter in between there, in between there, because uh, you were definitely put on this planet for a reason. God put you here for a purpose and a purpose that he he intended for you to live out, not just for yourself, but for everyone that you were intended to impact as well. Guys, again, I know you're enjoying my interview with this powerful woman of God, Miss Mogul Charity Smith, is our guest on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Now, Miss Mogul, according to your bio, you are an international speaker, and I can see why. You're featured in over 30 countries. I want you to tell our listeners about your speaking career and some of the places you, that you've spoken around the world. Oh, wow. Okay. So now you're getting into my business with age. So I've been out here in these streets, look, in these airplanes <laughs> for more than 20 years. Wow. Uh, some of the pl places, uh, Finland, Amsterdam, Sweden, mm. UK. Mm. Uh, Are you God. hearing that? Are you hearing yeah. that, people? <laughs> uh, Mexico. Um, I've I mean, I've been to over 30. I can't really remember. When you travel like that, you're in and out of airport. I'd have to go and read them to tell you all of them. Um, I will tell you that the one that is making the most impact on my life now is Ghana. Because I've turned my attention to the well-being of humanity within the diaspora. Right. Where I live. Uh, the first part of my career was really spent in making a name, quote unquote, you know, how all of that's important. Right. And so you're out there trailblazing and doing the women's circuits and you're doing this and that and the other. But the closer I get to 50, where that that middle line, that, that midpoint is looking me in the face and I'm looking back at it. <laughs> Time is becoming more important to me. And so I started to think about what's most important to me and who is most important to me. It is absolutely the brothers and the sisters in the diaspora. And wouldn't 
God have it so that in 2019, Ghana's president gave the announcement to the diaspora of the return. I know if anybody's been watching international news for, oh, hunt, listen here. Um, the president gave the invitation. He said, anybody in the diaspora who wants to return to the continent of Africa, want to return home, Ghana will be your home of adoption. That was 2019, 2021. A friend heard about some work that I was doing at the UN. And she said, this is a trip that I think you should attend. There's a delegation of business people from the U.S. going to Ghana. And I know that you're in international relations and this, that, and the other, and the third. We need you to come because of that experience and because of your experience in development, because we're going to some pretty undeveloped areas. Okay, good. I go. While I'm there, I meet uh, a couple of kings who are there and I meet uh, parliament people who are there. And I understand now how, remember at the beginning, I told you, I said, I wondered how land and how my international relations and politics background would come together. They are absolutely married now in the work that I do in Ghana because there is such a need now for development. And more and more people in the diaspora are considering the possibility of returning to Africa either economically, culturally, or physically, or some combination of all three. And because of that, I'm in and out of the country now. God has blessed me to meet presidents of Ghana, parliament, kings, queen mothers, and I'm working now with economic development there in uh, the real estate development piece, which leads me to a quick invitation, if you don't mind, I'll extend to your, your listening audience. On August 11th of this week, this week coming up, I'm hosting the Roar Global Summit. Go to roarglobal.org. It is an absolutely free summit. We have the King of Somalia who will be speaking. We have the former president's son of Ghana, the Honorable Dr. Edward Kofuru, who will be talking about the diaspora doing business with Africa. Africa is now a free trade continent. That means we can go in and out of countries now doing free trade. Mm. One of the things that has made Ghana extremely attractive to me is that the Ghana CD is eight to one with the dollar. So that means you could potentially take $125,000 of U.S. money, transfer it into Ghanaian CDs and become a millionaire in Ghanaian money and build economic wealth in Ghana. Now, you tell me, first of all, where are you going to use $125,000 in the U.S. economy now to do any of that? I'll wait, but I just don't have time. <laughs> Secondly... Come on, when you look at, and by the way, I am not a financial planner. So let me put that disclaimer out there. I'm talking about the economic development work that I do, right? And so we talk about now, put this in the context of the summer of 2020 with all the racial riots, put this in context of the Black Lives Matter conversation outside of some of the other stuff, but just in the economic part of Black Lives Matter. Put this now in the context of our children graduating with more debt than their degree could ever supply income for. 
Mm-hmm. And then let's have a conversation in Black America or Black diaspora about the possibilities of taking your money, your business, your uh, enterprise into global markets and leveraging it there for economic wealth. Now we can have a different conversation about what it means to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right, right, right. So that's where I am right now. This is that. That's that's awesome. And and uh, you know, I, I it is one reason I, I'll say that it's an honor to speak with you because you know you you are not just a national. Uh, speaker, but you're an international speaker and you have traveled the world and now you're you're focused on uh, the, the diaspora and uh, the, the country of Ghana more specifically. And, um, you know, it, it's it is powerful how, uh, you know, you have um, begin to uh develop and, 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 and work there and even attract a uh, business and uh, economy in, uh, in the, in the country of Ghana as well, you know, and, and, and it's, it's awesome that, you know, you're able to bring that uh, to the table with what you're doing here in the United States as well. So guys, again, I am so honored and humbled to have, Miss Mogul with us on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're getting ready to take a break. When we come back, we're jumping right back into my interview with Miss Mogul, international speaker, CEO, and much more. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. I was cracking planet earth is your boy griff comedian author motivational speaker entrepreneur philanthropist but a jesus christ lover you understand me and you're listening to thinking out loud radio with my homeboy michael nemes check him out right here go ahead mike give him that good good the thinking out loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you Minnesota to London, England, from New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show.
Emmy Award winning journalist, Jamel Hill. I have to ask ourselves, how is it that we're trying to allegedly reach racial harmony, but we want to have celebrations of racist things all the time? Again, we can't have unity unless we agree that something's bad. And we sound even more foolish by saying, oh no, but we changed the meaning. Okay, they could say the same thing in Germany about a lot of things, but you don't see it because they knew in order for real healing to take place, they had to disavow all that stuff, which is why they paid reparations to the descendants of the Jews that were killed and armed. That's why they did it. Apologies don't work unless you put some level of action behind it. It's my really long-winded way of saying that when I think about the national anthem, it doesn't represent everybody. Mark Cuban knew it, he talked about it. That's why they stopped doing it. And you know what? They didn't do it for 13 games and no one noticed. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the thinking out loud radio show. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're enjoying my interview with Miss Mogul, international speaker, uh, thought leader, CEO, and so much more. We're just so honored to have her with us on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And, you know, in your bio, it talks about the many businesses and organizations that you have founded and now lead. For example, Mogul Life Real Estate, Mogul U Real Estate Academy, Mommy's Creating Economies, the Davereen Project, uh, the Global Center for Leadership Development, ROAR, Women's Network, uh, global in this U.S., Latin America, Botswana, and Ghana. I want you to talk to us about how all of these businesses and organizations make up who you are as a business leader, speaker, and entrepreneur. Ooh, okay, so that's a loaded question. <laughs> Essentially, each and every one of these organizations or businesses, whether they're for-profit or non-profit, go back to that big idea of purpose that we talked about at the top of the show. Right. Each and every one of them serve a different population with a different objective, but all of them are leading to that legacy work mm. that we talk about. So when I talk to you about uh, Mogul Life Real Estate, that's where the bread and the butter for my family is happening, right? And so that's where um, I do a lot of my real estate investing in that arm of the business. And that's where I train my children now in the legacy of Mogul. Come on. I'm training them now in the methodology of their mother. How mm. do I, I turn over business? How do I turn over money? How do I grow it? And that's something, unfortunately, you cannot learn in a college environment. You may learn business management, and I, I encourage you to do that. You may learn entrepreneurship, and I encourage you to do that. But how I think and why I think the way I think, the college can't teach you that. Only mama can teach you that. So that's mogul life. Then with mommies creating economies, I see a lot of women, particularly after COVID happened, where many women in service industry um, 
jobs, lost their jobs or decided not to go back because they had to now deal with family and life and so many things were happening and they needed a solution to work from home and still be excellent mothers while balancing life. Mm -hmm. So I created Mommy's Creating Economies to show women how to do real estate online Mm. and not necessarily need a license to do it. And so what that did was create now an opportunity for women and families. I said women, but for families to have passive income. And now you have the opportunity to perhaps homeschool your children and keep them out of some toxic environments. So what that did now is provide solutions for families to operate as families at home. All of the other things, whether it's the Devering Project or some other things around real estate and building, that's my give back. The Devering Project is where I go into communities that have blight and I help to redevelop those areas in various cities around the country that are predominantly African-American, go in, build affordable homes, help them connect to uh, industry there and find ways to pump industry into these areas that city council calls full of blight, but happen to be heavily populated with our people. And I look for ways and solutions to not only bring affordable housing, but to bring entrepreneurship as well. Because you know, like I know, when you have home ownership and the self-sufficiency of entrepreneurship, we don't need a bail out. We know how to bail ourselves out. Right. Okay. And so those, all of those projects speak to who I am in a very uh, comprehensive way, whether it's for profit or not profit. I'm always looking for a way to move humanity forward. How can I give back? How can I sow a seed? How can I make another family's life better? How can I keep a marriage together so that they're not arguing over money? Mm. How do I, is there a way that this house can keep them from getting a divorce? Mm. That's, and see, I know people may think that has no place in business, but it does when you're the CEO, you can now ascribe that to the business. And that's how I do business. How does what I'm doing make an impact on the families that I'm serving, whether that family is a nuclear family, a communal or community family, or a nation of families? How does what I'm doing matter and make it better? And if it doesn't matter, if it doesn't make it better, I don't want to do it. I don't have anything to do with it. But that's, that's really what I'm about. How do we move it forward? And typically, God will have me use real estate, land, business development to make all of those other things that seem that they're not related to that now have a place to have that conversation. Mm. So that's what I'm all about, whether it's any of it. That's what I'm all about. Right. (laughs) And that is, uh, you know, when you were when when I was naming all of those uh, organizations and, and businesses, I was saying to myself, how does she have the time? <laughs> I mean, how, how does, how does, how, where, where does she find the time? It's, it's, it, cause I know you're busy as it is, but now, you know, just naming all of those things just, just is, is <laughs> it's the mogul method. Remember I said utilization, find the right people right, who can ask the right questions mm. and help you leverage 
You can't do all of that by yourself. by yourself. It goes back to that little dash. The reason why that dash is important is because the people around me have bought into it for themselves. Mm. And now they bring their genius and their passion to what I said initially, but now they find their place in that vision and they operate their own vision within that vision. And that's, and I just have a lot of people around me who make me look good, but they bought into it. They bought in. And that's, and you know what? And that makes all the sense in the world because now it, now it makes sense. You have a team that is a reflection of your vision. And, uh, and, and that's what makes, you know, what does it say? It, uh, it takes teamwork to make the dream work. And that's what you're doing. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better. That is absolutely it. And wow. so uh, it's it's important that we have the right people around us in order to leverage and go into all of these big ideas. You've got to have the right people. And I would even say the right tools. That's one of the reasons why I just kind of throw this in there that I developed the app the mobile app that is launching on August 11th at the conference. Mm. Why? I can't be in all of these countries at the same time physically, but if you log into the app, you'll see me streaming and talking to people and you can come in and have a live conversation with me in Botswana, in South Africa, in Ghana, in Nigeria. We're breaking into that market in the UK. You've got to have vision. And then when you have vision, I am a witness. Provision happens and you get a chance to now leverage and grow and you move outside of stagnation and really start to soar into what's the next frontier for you. But you, you gotta be able to dream and dare dream and dare. That's it. And, and having, and having the right, the right team cannot be understated and overstated. I mean, that is, that is, uh, I've heard that uh, said before uh, in other interviews and in other uh, from other people, uh, but having the right team, having the right people around you is uh, is critically important. And uh, obviously it has definitely uh, helped you uh, build your brand and, and uh, be able to do the things that God has put on your mind to do. Now, guys, in addition to being an international speaker, in addition to being a CEO, in addition to being a thought leader, she is also an author. She is also an author. Uh, you know, Miss Mogul wrote a book which is uh, called Roar. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, Roar. Um, the Roar of a Woman. The Roar of a Woman, My Journey of Silence to power within. I want you to share with our listeners more about this book. What was the purpose and objective of your book entitled, uh, it's the, the roar of a woman, my journey of silence to power within. Oh God. So that again, you come up with some good questions. That one is loaded. That book was steeped out of a very dark and painful place in mm. my life. Mm. Um, it was right after I had gone through the Guinness book of world records, uh, worst divorce. <laughs> I hold a record. It was something nasty and terrible. I tell you. Yes. <laughs> I, love, I love the way she put that. <laughs> Cause I thought, Look, I thought you were getting ready to say something. <laughs> Look, I hold the record. Uh, and I'm happy to pass that sucker on to some other <laughs> deserving soul. <laughs> you can have it. 
doing that. Look, and comedy is another way that you, you got to be able to laugh at life. Right. By the way, for those of you, as I say in my show, those of you who are taking notes, you've got to be able to laugh at life with life as you're going through. Sometimes right. you experience stuff you just cannot believe happened to you. And right. you got to fall out laughing about like, are you for real right now? <laughs> Did this just happen to her, to she, to I, to we, to us? <laughs> yes! So without what you're going to do about it, girl, walk on through that sucker. So with that being said, this was during a time when, um, and I encourage everybody to get the book. It's on Amazon. I had just left again, the, the world's worst, uh, divorce, uh, the former spouse at that time had, uh, not only infidelity, but infidelity with a young woman, mm. a young woman. Um, and it was in the paper. That's how young. And it was, oh, scandalous <laughs> is what I walked through. Yes. And the church telling you to be quiet about it. And, you know, people don't want the embarrassment. I'm like, how we, how we going to hide this? It's in my paper. Um, and so I'm going through that. And I, at that time, because of all of the scandal that was around it, entered into a very dark place emotionally and psychologically. I'm talking about the lights are on and I still see darkness and I'm sitting under the bed asking God, are you for real right now? And I'm holding on to the edge of the bed, God, God, how and why? And I'm getting calls from people telling me all the illicit, nasty stuff that has happened with him that I did not know. And it just starts to pile, 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 pile on. And it was during that time after I'm losing everything that you can imagine a woman could lose. I'm losing it. Okay. Um, not able to work cause I can't focus. So stuff started disappearing. And so I'm sitting on the floor of my beautiful home, a broken shell, bloody mess of a woman, not necessarily physically, but my heart and, and the situation was bloody. And I started to look at this cartoon called the lion King. I can't hardly tell the story without it, it, it. And see the funny thing, this is how, you know, uh, the healing of it is real. Every time I tell it, I get excited about the outcome every time because God did this for me. Oh, right. bless his name. Hold on a minute. I shift the gears on you. Let me come back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, God. <laughs> I shift the gears. Let me come back. I'm sitting on the floor and I'm watching the Lion King and I get to the part in the cartoon where Simba, who is the son, is looking at the water after he's become an adult mm. and he's living in places that he was never called to live in. He's in relationships with things he's not supposed to be in relationship with. He's now communing with a mercat and a, and a pig and calling them friend instead of dinner. Come on, because he does not know who he is. Normally that would have been dinner. Shouldn't have been your friend. I digress. I, I could preach on that later, but he's looking in the water and Rafiki, the baboon tells him, look in here. You've forgotten who you are. Look in the water. And when the man, can, when the uh, says man, when a uh, Simba can't see anything, he says, look harder. And then eventually the image of his father who he's lost comes and tells him, y'all know who the father is, comes and tells him, Simba, you have forgotten who, who you, you are. are. Remember 
who you are. I'm telling you, I had an experience in that living room that only God could create. I moved outside of the consciousness of that room and that cartoon. And God began to minister to me. You've forgotten who you are. You're a builder by nature. You've forgotten that. You are a fighter by nature. You've forgotten that. You don't look regal anymore, girl. You look tattered. You've forgotten who you are. You are a woman of vision, but you're walking blind. You've forgotten who you are. You can always hear my voice. So why in the world are you staggering now? You've forgotten who you are. Look, remember, I knocked the water over. Remember who you are. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did it. Look, and I give you permission to show it. <laughs> I give you permission to show it. But it was in that moment when I reconnected and recalibrated. Oh, bless God. And I remembered my purpose. And I remembered man of God and everybody who's watching this and will see it on the replay. My purpose was bigger than the divorce. My calling was bigger than everything that left and left me. Right. Bigger than that. And on that floor, I let out a holler that I have not heard since then that came out of my soul. It wasn't just my body. It came out of my soul. I could hear the difference in that holler on the floor because I had to remind myself, the environment, my consciousness, and every spiritual bondage that tried to attach itself to me that I was back. Mm. So I let out a roar on the floor and I remembered, and there was an instinct and a power that instantly came back because I began to agree with God concerning me that I was back. Yes, you've been here, but you will be a multimillion dollar developer. I'm back. You will travel the world again. I'm back. You will provide a, a, a world and, and an opportunity, not just for you and your children, but you will become the mother of many children. I'm back. You're going to become an unofficial ambassador because they don't know what to do with you in these waters. So they call you unofficial ambassador. Oh, bless God today. I'm back. You sitting here on the floor, a broken woman, but one day you're going to sit with kings and priests. Hello, somebody. I'm back. Mm, that's it. That's powerful. That is powerful. That and is that powerful. is the roar of a woman. <laughs> that roar is about reminding yourself who you, who you really are. are. And what happened? I'm going I'm to wrap this up for you right quick. So when Simba, uh oh, my head and go to the set, to the side. When Simba remembers who he is, remember at the end of the, the uh, movie, he ascends pride rock. It's raining. The hyenas are around. But listen, the lionesses are there too. And it wasn't until he took his place and he went up and ascended. I could preach that, but I won't. When he went up and ascended, everything around him then came into purpose and remembered who they were. Because before he took his place, the hyenas who did not have the right to rule and reign. Somebody's going to catch this in a minute was sitting on the throne of rulership and they didn't have a place there. But when Simba remembered who he was, was. the lionesses said, wait a minute, we queens we, over here. What right. in the world we are we doing we are. crawling under hyenas? That's right. That's right. That's Come right. Come on now. So when he took his place, environment took its place. Logistics took, took place. Its place. The kingdom came back in order. Everybody began to line up and come on now and operated according to purpose, destiny, and order. But it would not have happened 
if Simba had not remembered who he he is and ascended. Come on now. I need somebody to roar with me. (laughs) (laughs) That is powerful. That is you said so much as as I'm listening to you. There are several things that come to mind. You know, Simba had. Uh, remembered who he was, but I'm reminded of, he, he is, is reminiscent of the prodigal son. He had an epiphany in the hog pen. He remembered who he was. He was getting ready. He said, I, I, I'll go back to my father's house as a servant. Uh, but, but, but here, here is the kicker. His father didn't bring him back as a servant. His father restored him back as a son. But it was in the hog pen where where he was where he came to himself. He realized that I don't belong here. That 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 I have a I have a house that I can go to. I have a father that I can go back to, and 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 that is where my identity is. And then even greater than that, when I, I mentioned uh, our book, who told you that you were naked? Uh, that book about identity and how. Uh, you mentioned that, you know, we, you, you remembered who you were. And the only reason you forgot who you were is because we've settled for things that were less than who we were. We settled, we settled, we compromise our identity and the continuation of that settling and the continuation of that compromising has caused us to have spiritual amnesia and we forgot who we were. We were created great. We were created kings and queens. Uh, Peter said, ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. A holy nation. A holy nation. And I would contend that 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 Peter is saying that not because he just got the revelation in first Peter two and nine, which is the latter part of the New Testament scriptures, but that was what we were when we were created in the beginning. And and when, when you have that epiphany, right. then you come to the realization that the hog pen just doesn't fit doesn't fit that that you were you were duped you 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 were duped and you were an accessory to your own demise because he the i i I can't stay here but i want to say this in, in passing he went he left his father's house and the bible says he went to a far country because he wanted to get as far away from who he was to who he thought he was mm-hmm and, and it's where he thought he was, where he uh, ultimately realized that's not who I am. That was not who I am. Wow. Come to yourself. Come to yourself. <laughs> come, and that's what we're saying. Come to yourself. Those that are listening, uh, I know you're enjoying my interview with this powerful woman of God, Miss Mogul, right here on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And ladies and gentlemen, not in, in addition to her being a speaker, in addition to her being a thought leader, in addition to her being an author, she is also the host of her own talk show. The Mogul Talk Show. Tell our listeners about this podcast that you host called The Mogul Talk Show. 
Our te- thank you for that. Our tagline is we are mindset media for moguls. <laughs> so we talk. Oh, yes, yes. It rolls off the tongue. Mindset right. media. Right. So really, we spent a lot of time talking about problems and solutions mm. and big ideas and challenging thought leaders to truly take the limitations off of themselves. thought leadership and take it to another place. And so I talked to various industry leaders. I spent a lot of time in real estate because it's kind of my home, but I talked to people in various industries about what's happening. Where are they going? What's the next frontier? What's the next profile in leadership? What does it look like in gender? What does it look like in execution? What does it look like in policy? What does it look like globally? Do we have um, a a continuation of it? Is our paradigm too small? Is it only US-based? Can we now develop paradigms that we can now implement in global markets? So we have this conversation a whole lot. Um, we normally air every Wednesday and we stream a lot on uh, YouTube and Facebook, etc. But now because of the app that I'm developing, we're going to now put the podcast in that app. And so those people who really want to have the hand on the pulse of what's happening globally in their industry, in tech, in digital banking, in real estate, in agriculture, mm-hmm. in health. We're going to have these conversations streaming throughout the uh, week in the app. You'll be able to download it August 11th on Android as well as Apple, and you'll get a chance to hear what's happening now. And, and I'm really becoming more and more fascinated with digital banking and how the diaspora can now leverage digital banking for true economic empowerment. So those are the kinds of conversations that we're having. And I invite people to, to listen in after they tune into you first, <laughs> after they tune into you first. Tune in and listen to what we have to say. Absolutely. Guys, I know you're enjoying my interview with Miss Mogul. We're getting ready to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're jumping right back into my interview. We're going to give you the conclusion of our interview with this powerful woman of God, Miss Mogul Charity Smith. She's with us on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. <laughs> This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you Who Told You That You Were Naked is a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. 
get your copy now available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com like a victim when you are already victorious refined rebranded reinvented reinvigorated revived the new michaelnimmons.com website is finally here and believe me it's worth the wait a state-of-the-art website where you can listen to the thinking out loud radio show podcast watch thinking out loud tv read the thinking out loud blog purchase books and swag and so much more subscribe today and get a free gift on us stop by the new michaelnimmons.com it is sure to be a thought-provoking experience Global advocate, Martin Luther King III. So I, I think the future is, is the, the best probably is yet to come, particularly coming out of this phase right now, coming out of, you know, the last four years of being dark and desolate. I mean, the last four years, theoretically, could cause, uh, have caused people to, to have lost faith, particularly if, if Trump had won. I think our, we wouldn't have a democracy if this man had been reelected. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. All right, guys, we are back again, and I know you're enjoying my interview with Miss Mogul Charity Smith international speaker, thought leader, CEO, author, and talk show host. She is our guest on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I know you have been enjoying my interview with her. Uh, you know, as we continue and actually begin to wrap this interview on this week's edition, you know, our podcast has always been about the celebration of women. Uh, we've had some heavy hitters on our own podcast from journalist Jamel, journalist and podcast host and good friend of ours, Jamel Hill, to activist and advocate Reverend Marcia L. Dyson, uh, to former Baltimore City Attorney General Marilyn Mosby, and even to our good friend, Dr. Pam Perry, who's been a guest on our show. But for me, it seems that um, this last decade has really been a decade for women particularly for women of color. Uh, we have we now have the first African-American and Asian Pacific woman vice president in Kamala Harris. Uh, we also have the first African-American woman Supreme Court justice in Ketanji Brown Jackson, two historic uh, uh, milestone achievements for black women in this country. 
you know, and, and of course, and many, many other notable women doing some remarkable things in corporate America uh, and medicine and politics and education. And the list goes on and on. But Ms. Mogul, I want to know from you, um, I want you to take a minute to just reflect on the significance and influence that uh, African-American women have had, not just in this country, but around the world. So for me, it goes back to the cradle of time. So I don't think we can put that contribution in encapsulated within the last decade. Mm. Because for me, having that conversation minimizes everything that happened to, to get us to this point. We, are. we had progenitors well before these notable women. We had women of sacrifice and of honor and of intellect totally and agree. acumen and power and influence and economy and leadership and culture and art all moving us through the decades to get to this point. So certainly we celebrate these milestone achievements in American history, but our history in America is so much broader and more vast and more lengthy than these two specific occurrences. And, and, I say that again, not to minimize these because we've waited 150 years or more. Let's just say more. Um, certainly since before suffrage, right? Mm -hmm. To get to this point. So we're here. Thank God we're here and we celebrate that. But all of the momentum and the sacrifice and the strategy to get us here cannot be discounted into these two um, wonderful historic occurrences, but certainly there's so much more. And I would say this, for those who are looking at history now and saying, wonderful, we've accomplished this, I challenge us now to think about, now that we've achieved this, what's next for us, right? right. Where do we go from here? What does true equality look like for us? What does true leadership and representation look like for us? Certainly we have two, and hear where I'm going with this and hear what I'm not saying. We have two, but there's more to us that can be tapped into and leveraged and celebrated and showcased. So there's so much more to us. Where do we go from here? Do we sit on our laurels? And do we continue to celebrate this or does this now give us the courage to dream bigger? And I want to remove even the word dream because you sleep when you dream, but you can walk and work when you have vision. Mm. What's the vision for us after this post Katanji Brown post Kamala Harris post charity Smith post um, all of these post here. There's another generation of leaders that we in this time should already be cultivating. That's the point that I'm making. I think we give ourselves, um, we set ourselves up for stagnation when we spend too long in one place of celebration and not using it. Now I'm probably going to get in trouble with some of your, your listeners with that, but tell them to write into me. Don't write into you. Don't give that to you. They can write into me for that. <laughs> but we spend too much time in celebration 
action when we should spend more time in strategy and leverage. True. So now that we have Katanji Brown, Justice Katanji Brown, now that we have VP Kamala Harris, how do we leverage this now and start to cultivate the next generation of leader? Because these women will certainly meet their expiration date too. We already got to have capable women capable leaders ready to step in these shoes. But here's the thing about good leadership, man of God. It doesn't happen overnight. In order to have a good leader, you have to already be cultivating who that is. Mm. You already have to be mentoring your replacement. Mm. That's something else that I teach moguls. When you are a real leader, you're already identifying your replacement. And now looking 10 years down the line while you're preparing them to replace you in the next decade. Right. I'm already right. a decade ahead. Right. Yeah. And 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 that's a good point. And 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 believe me, I was not trying to minimize uh oh no 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 at, at all. Uh -oh. uh, no 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 the the, the, the the uh the the accomplishments of women in just those two uh that we mentioned. But again, you you know I, I believe me, I, and, and I definitely understand that uh, it took a long time just to get to that mm. plateau of recognition in this mm. country. But Absolutely. even before this country recognized women's value, they were valuable. And and believe me, I understand that. That's why yeah. uh, we celebrate women on this uh, radio program. Uh, but even more than that, um, what I will say is, uh, and I agree with you that we have to look at what's next and who's next. And I like what you said, because we have, we, you know, sometimes there is, uh, especially with those who have achieved a certain level of success, there may be some uh, trepidation about uh, sharing it with the person that's coming behind you. There may be some, you know, well, I don't want them to have all of this. I don't, I, there's some insecurity there, but what you, what, what you, what I hear you saying is there is power in duplication. Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. You have to be able that that's where legacy comes in. You have to be able to see beyond yourself because if you can only see yourself, then there's no power and what and, and you're who short you are. sighted. You're, you're short, you're short, short sighted. sighted. That because you're nearsighted. You, once you step out the picture, then everything collapses. Then what does that say about who you are or who you were? But if you're able to step out of the picture and what you've done continues far beyond your existence, now that is true legacy. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here about to throw an amen at you. Absolutely. <laughs> That's it. And right. see, here's the thing, though. You said something that, again, I talk about in these leadership classes about what real leadership is all about. You cannot be intimidated mm. to the point where legacy suffers because of your insecurity. Insecurity. Woo. You cannot let one. legacy suffer That's a behind one. your ego trip and your insecurity. What did I say at the top of the hour? And I'm, I'm, this is going to sound like, oh, she's hear me, y'all, plas. I'm not being arrogant and, and all that other stuff. When you become the topic and not the work, 
Mm. We're already at a deficit. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Right. So now once we have right. moved off the picture, once our the lights have gone down on our time and now the light is up on another leader's time, the work still needs to speak. Whether it's your name attached to it or not, the work needs Continue. to speak. Mm-hmm. And so you have to now value the next generation over your ego trip. Oh, I'm saying something right there. Take notes, y'all. You've got to value the next generation over your ego trip. Right. And so that means you divest yourself of the trade secrets. Why? You've got to, and this is something you didn't tap, I guess you can tell you to tap the hot button for me. This is why I tell leaders, you cannot be afraid to divest yourself. Why? You are, you're constantly pouring in. This is what I tell the people that I mentor and my children. I will forget more than you will ever know mm. because I keep myself relevant. Right. I keep the information coming in. So if the information, the wisdom, the genius is constantly coming in, the information, wisdom, and genius is constantly leaving. Mm. I'm a conduit. Right. So you can't get all of me. I constantly have flow coming. Right. That means I've got to trust God and I've got to trust me to keep that flowing. But here is where we get hung up. When we remain in the same state we're in, when we lose our relevance, then intimidation can creep in. When we lose our relevance, then insecurity can creep in. But how do I keep myself relevant? I'm constantly thinking a decade ahead. As a matter of fact, I've, t- I've, I've coined this the decade of achievement. Why? We got to see some real movement in the next decade. I'm going to be in my 50s. I'm going to hit 50 here after a while. So in the decade of achievement, there's got to be some fundamental paradigm shifts. I'm not talking about this stuff about I changed my mind. No, 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 no. That's not a paradigm shift. When you have a paradigm shift, industry moves. Mm. When you have a paradigm shift, society moves. When you have a paradigm shift, leadership profiles move. That that, That happens in the decade of achievement. But why? I'm already a decade ahead. So I'm having the conversation with you here but I see 10 years down the road so I can find a brilliant woman or a brilliant man to come along and they're, they're given their genius. And it's when you give people the opportunity to truly be genius and be who they are, it will surprise you and surprise them too. what people are truly capable of. But the reason why I believe we only use 10% of our brain, I'm going on a tangent here, is because we are intimidated to explore. Mm. The brain has not been challenged to think outside that 10% because of intimidation. Mm. So we've got to now start to value legacy and work more than we value our ego. People will remember your name if you're relevant. Don't be scared. Come mm-hmm. on, leader. That's right. Be fearless. Right. Why can you bring people in and mentor them and give them unabashedly, unashamedly your best? Because that's not all of my best. <laughs> Woo! That's powerful. I can give you that best because that's not, that's not all. all of it. Of my best. Come on, y'all. <laughs> 
Let's do better. Let's, Let's do, do better. better. Let's do better. Let's do better. Guys, I know you're enjoying my interview with Miss Bogle. I'm enjoying myself as well as she shares with us insights on what it takes to be a mogul and what it takes to leave a legacy uh, to 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 really speak for the work that you've done and that work should definitely continue. Uh, you know, as we 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 celebrate women in this last quote in this the question that I asked you before, I want to talk about this. Uh, you know, uh, this particular um, aspect of celebration. We are all. With all that being said, of course, we celebrate the achievements of women nationally and internationally. You know, I want to know from you, Ms. Mogul, do you also get the sense that these same women that we celebrate and uh, for all of their value and their crowning achievements are also under attack uh, at the same time? You know, for example, with the 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 wage gap that is a prevailing issue with women, uh, you know, in corporate America, we hear it all the time that women don't get paid as much as men. And uh, this is something that is made it all the way to the White House. And it is something that's being discussed and, and, and uh, you know, in Congress and in the Senate and it's being discussed internationally as well. So I want to know what your thoughts are. Do you agree that women, you know, at the same time they're being celebrated, they're also, uh, these same women are under attack. So I hear two parts in there. And so I'll, I'll do my best to address both parts at the top of it. After all of the achievement of, um, of, of the, you know, women that we've talked about in the first part, are they being attacked? Absolutely. Right. But here's the thing. You expect that when you're going to be a trailblazer, mm. you expect the attack. You expect it when you are a progenitor. Y'all look up the word progenitor. When I think of progenitor, I think of an Abraham in the Bible. Why? He was the first to even have the conversations about faith with God at this particular level. Right. Then we get all of the other conversations about faith afterwards. But it wasn't until this man endured the persecution of leaving his family behind and leaving all he knew to pursue something he didn't fully know, mm. i.e. faith, right. that we can now have the others who come behind him have a conversation now about their talk and their walk with God. But it didn't start until one man endured the persecution of leaving his family to go into the unknown Absolutely. progenitor. Right. So when you have people have the first or these defining moments, persecution, critique is par for the course. But this is what I say to that. Anybody who's not out there running and blazing trails with you, not qualified to critique you. So until you can look at my legs and then I look at your legs and I see scars on my legs, just like I see scars on your legs, that's the proof of trailblazing. When you have the scars to now validate the path that you chose, somebody mm. will catch that later. Mm. So I don't listen to those people who don't have the scars to validate 
the critique. Now, this whole thing about the wealth achievement gap, unfortunately, it has been a prevailing conversation for more than 30 years. Right. As the um, the policy director for the National Association of Women Business Owners here in Houston, former uh, policy director, one of the things that was my push in that is that we would revisit HR fifty fifty. It was a piece of delegate uh, of um, of uh, of law. Okay, legislation. Hello, somebody. Thank you, brain freeze. It was a piece of legislation that essentially said that women needed the signatures of their husbands, fathers, brothers, some male counterpart in the family to sign for them to get funding to start a business, which meant that women could not start a business and get funding for it without the signature of a husband, a father, brother, or somebody male in the family. That has been a prevailing issue with women getting funding for businesses. Many times women didn't have the liquidity that they needed, so we needed co-signers and all that other stuff to come in to get the liquidity and the capital we needed to start businesses. Why couldn't I merit just start the business? But we needed this validation of a male counterpart. So the question about the wage gap, if you look at the statistics now, and this is one of those conversations. Uh, you've done your research because it's it's a hot topic that I talk about a lot. So I will say this: you've done your research. Thank you for that. Well, we look at the statistics and we break down the wage gap with race. We see that Caucasian women are somewhere around eighty to ninety percent of the dollar. Asian women are around ninety-five percent of the dollar. Okay, they've made some real strides. When you look at African-American women, it's 75 cents to about 85 cents on the dollar. Hmm. We've, and so while we talk about the celebration of achievement, you still have that. Then you look at Hispanic and Latino women who are now making about 55 to 65 and 70 cents on the dollar if they're really pushing it in their industry. What am I saying? We're comparing all of these demographics to white male leadership in corporate America. And after all these years, we still don't have one demographic among us who has made 100% of the dollar. This is why I say that the wage achievement gap and achieving that will be the next civil rights movement. Why do I say it will be civil rights? Because humanity, you give your time to a job, you'll not get it back, right? Most of us exchange time for money, whether it's passive or not. Some kind of way you're exchanging your time for money. You will never get that part of your humanity back. So you're telling me that I can spend 60 to 80 hours a week working on a job or working as an entrepreneur and still not make the same wage as my white male counterpart? What you're saying is my humanity is not valued such that my contribution to industry does not merit the same kind of recompense or, uh, or, or um, reward, I should say, not recompense, but reward as my white male counterpart. I'm not fully human here. Mm. I don't fully own my acumen here if I'm not rewarded for it. So the next push is going to be, how do we close the wealth achievement gap? I'm glad you brought this up because August 11th, at the Roar Global Conference. That is day one of what we're talking about. <laughs> and it is my 
um, belief that we don't climb corporate ladders. We burn them and build bridges to entrepreneurship. Mm. Stop trying to climb. Now, this is just my opinion. You put a renegade on your show. I don't know if you know that yet. <laughs> you put a rascal and a renegade on your show. I, I appreciate those who stick with um, the toil. I would call it toil of corporate America because there's a lot of politicking there and people who have the stick to to climb those ladders. God bless you. We need your advocacy there as well. But if you asking me what's going to close the gap, it's going to be forgetting the corporate ladders and building economic bridges. Entrepreneurship is the solution for that. That right there is where we bring our humanity to the market and we define our worth based upon our relevance in industry. And then the market rewards us for our acumen and for our experience and for all of the genius that we bring to the market. So here is where it's my belief that entrepreneurship is where we need to now prepare the next profile of leadership. Mm. So that's how we're going to close the wealth achievement gap. And then if people are still talking about criti criticism, what's your profit and loss statement? Let you know. <laughs> are you, where is your company's annual report? Are you qualified to bring this kind of critique? If you still solopreneuring it over here. Right, right. Right. And and I like the way you said that. And I agree. Entrepreneurship is the way to uh, the way to uh, level the playing field, so to speak, and, mm -hmm. and build bridges instead of climbing the corporate ladder. Because, you know, I was thinking about it this way that, you know, one one way of looking at at this this wealth achievement gap and the wage gap uh, that women have been dealing with uh, for so long is that we you've been fighting for a seat at the table uh, of corporate America when entrepreneurship gives you the ability to create your own table. You 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 don't have to sit at that table at their table. You can create your own table and do things the way you want to do it and have it done. So yeah, that 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 is absolutely the solution and I and I completely and totally agree with that. I know you guys I know you guys have enjoyed my interview with Miss Mogul Charity Smith. It has been a pleasure talking with her on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, but we know we cannot let you go without asking you the question, what's next? What is next? Now we do know that something is coming up August 11th. I'm sure you'll be sharing with us yet again, but, but, but even more important than that, you have so much that you're doing. We want to know what's next. What can we look forward to from Miss Mogul, Charity Smith, international speaker, CEO, author, thought leader, talk show host, and more uh, before the end of 2022, as we head into 2023. So thank you. So absolutely. Uh, I'll start with the low lying fruit first, August 11th right, uh, absolutely. is Roar Global. And we are inviting the lions and the lionesses in the diaspora to for free 
you will not find world-class. And by the way, Dr. Pam Perry is one of my speakers. Wow. Uh, so she'll be there as well uh, talking about media and PR. And you know, like I know, she is a maven in her industry. And right. so we'll have other thought leaders, um, literal kings and former presidents and presidents, all these people will convene August 11th and 12th at warglobal.org org for free. You cannot get access unless you register, but we'll be talking about closing the economic achievement gap on day one. We'll be talking about uh, global business on the continent of Africa day two. Cannot afford to miss it. Um, what's next is now how do we leverage the conversation in the diaspora with the app mogul app which will also drop on android and apple august 11th the app is a global networking platform for people in various industries to literally log on and talk to other industry leaders all across the world and network within the app you can then go into a little room and have a one-on-one -on -one with these people in the app in these various global markets talking to them in real time no bureaucracy no red tape. No, you don't have to go through customs. You don't have to get on your, the plane. You don't have to get your passport. Log onto the app. Talk to a global leader in your industry. And then you start to now create these opportunities for global bridges and transform industry. Right. So it is now leveraging the conversation in technology where we go global with the push of a button. So those leaders who said, man, I really want to expand my business or my footprint in my industry, but I don't want to have to travel right now to do it. Come talk to us in the app and you can do it point blank period. And then you instantly go global in the app. Come on now and do it legitimately. A whole lot of people carrying that global title, but they ain't done the work. I digress. I'm gonna come back over here. <laughs> The end of the year, I have an HBCU tour. I'm going to colleges, mm. HBCUs in the South, and talk to them about economic development and affordable housing. I'm going to ignite a revolution and a fire in our young Black college students about entrepreneurship, real estate development and technology. How do we take the best of us that will be the next generation of leaders and start to now harness their genius and their industry point, and their energy, I should say, pointing them in the right direction to now start to build their own networks. I am a firm believer. You will not sell your soul to corporate America when you can build your own conglomerate. Somebody write that down. You won't have to sell your soul. You won't have to prostitute your gift. Yes, I said it. You won't have to shuck, jive, dance, and scratch where you do not itch if you have your own conglomerate. We now give the next generation options when we start to have these conversations as the elders. I'm Generation X. And so it looked like maybe some of y'all may be Generation X too. So we're moving now in the position of eldership where the next, the boomers are moving on, right? They're becoming the sages. But now we're sitting in the position of elder. As an elder, I'm a steward of the next generation. So I've got to go talk to them. Young brother, young sister, don't sell 
all of your acumen, all of your genius to corporate. Go build something with your name on it. I'm going to help you. I'm going to invest in you. I'm going to mentor you. I'm going to put you around people who are going to stimulate you and challenge you to think. And then we're going to invest in your genius and help you build. That is the HBCU tour for this summer. If you want, I mean, pardon me for the fall. If you want more information on that, go to you can create your own economy.com and connect with that. Now you said 2023, you didn't know you were prophesying, but I did. So 2023, everybody who has attended this roar summit and we have your information, we're going to invite you to go to Ghana with us, March, 2023 for a trade commission. So if you are in real estate, media, technology, energy, solar and wind, agriculture, affordable housing, digital banking, and crypto uh, currency. If you're in those industries, those will be the industries we're talking to leaders about in Ghana. So if you now want to find out how you can leverage a global relationship to build your own economic bridge, I will be your woman called Moses in March 2023, leading you to Ghana. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, I said it intentionally. I said it intentionally. I'm going to lead you like a woman called Moses across the water. Come on, part the waters for us, God. When we get there, we will have these conversations. I know I said that, you know, it, it, and it's comical, but I take that for real. So we're going to laugh right now, but when I have you walking on water for real, you're going to remember that laugh. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> But we're going March 2023, so I would challenge you all, get connected to the summit. It is free. Why is it free? I'm removing your every excuse for not taking your business, your vision, and your leadership to the next level. I'm biting a bullet, and I'm assuming all of the financial risk. I'm not asking you to buy a ticket. I'm taking care of it. The least you could do is value your own legacy and your own business and just chime in for free. And again, hear people who will stimulate you, who will connect you, and will empower you to truly do global business. I say this in closing, black is global. Mm. Black is global. Mm. We are global. We're on every continent of this planet. We are the diaspora. So do not buy into the idea that black is not global. We are a GDP. If you bring all of us together, we are a GDP of a nation. Now we have to bring our economic power together and make people respect our dollar. That's what wow. we're doing. Wow. So thank you again for the opportunity to share. This has been an amazing conversation that we've had with Charity Smith, Miss Mogul, international speaker, thought leader, CEO, uh, uh, talk show host, author, and so much more. We've been so honored and Perfect. so humbled to have you with us on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Guys, uh, make sure that you uh, take advantage of these opportunities that she's spoken of. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can do, <clears throat> you would be the better for attending uh, the conference on August the 11th. It's absolutely free. She's already given you the information. So do yourself a favor and make sure that your face is in the place. 
<laughs> but again, to you, Miss Mobile, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. I know you are a very busy woman, but I want to thank you personally for being with us on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. May God continue to bless you in all that you do. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you more than you know. Thank you so much. All right, guys. God bless you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Vision should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister, Michael Nimmons. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jamel Hill, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with my man, Michael Nimmons. Stay locked. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. As we said earlier, this week's thought is coming from former rapper John Gabbana. Uh, and according to the source, he's known for some of his antics uh, rather than his rap music. The rappers turned his life around after being saved. And we're sharing with you uh, his testimony in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Take a listen. I know, I know better than that. I know where I'm still standing. Well, I'm still standing. Father, I just want to. I just want to stand in front of you. Oh. I bow down in front of you. I want to ask, can't you forgive me? 
uh, humbly speaking, that, that you forgive me that I lost. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I want to share I want to share a story with y'all I experienced in jail and um when I was in uh this was two years ago when I was in I was a, I was I did a couple months in uh, LA County Jail and it's a real life experience and um and uh when I was when I was there I was this is when I first started learning about the Bible I went to my cell and I, I was doing, I did like a month and a half with my cellmate. His name is Joshua Pardue. When I was in jail, he first started teaching me about the Bible and it was a heart, it was a humbling experience. Experience, it was real humbling because me learning about the power of Jesus and how humble he was with so much power he had really made me humble myself. Knowing how much fame I had, but how I carried myself, it wasn't, it wasn't how Jesus carried himself. It was just evil. All the, all the, I had wicked energy. But learning the, um, learning the experience, I mean, learning about the stories of Jesus and how humble he was, it really made me humble myself, right? One time, I was so caught up in the Bible. It was uh, one time I took it out, my, one night I took it out, my, I took, I took time to sing a melody. To sing a melody for the uh, for for the people in jail, I was in my cell, but I sung it loud enough so everybody could hear me. And uh, I was singing, "Jesus loves you, for He died on the cross for our sins. He's always with you from beginning to the end." And I was I was just singing that. It was something simple. But I was singing it because there's a lot. It's a lot of people in jail, and uh, they just forget that they're loved. A lot of people facing murder charges or whatever, doing life, and there's just a lot of negative energy in jail. And I just wanted people to just get reminded that. Uh, they're loved. But when I was singing it, I was singing it full of joy. And I would never forget this. I was singing it full of joy. And I was singing it as loud as I could. Now, I only told uh, probably like three people this story. Uh, but I'm going to tell all my subscribers and everybody who's following me and the world this story today. When I was done singing it, um, I laid, I laid down, I laid down to my right, to my right side, and I put the blanket over me, and I, and I, as soon as I laid down, I started crying. Right, as soon as I laid down, and I don't know why I started crying, but I just felt sad. I felt so sad. And I was laying down on my right arm, bundled up in the cover, and I was just crying. 
But I wasn't crying for long because I felt the touch. And it wasn't like a hand. It wasn't like it wasn't like a, a, a palmed hand. But it was a touch. And it started small. It started real small. But it got it got bigger. And it, it was so soft. It was so soft. And it felt so it felt so comfy. touching me I just immediately stopped crying I stopped crying it's like yeah you felt the spirit he said you felt the Holy Spirit and I was like oh man Josh and I was like a, I was like I was explaining the story of like a, a, a fan who just seen a celebrity like a fan girl who's in so I was explaining to Josh Josh and I was so happy and I just I never I never told any. I told only like three, three people that story. But uh, I just want y'all to know, just put God first, and whatever, whatever you're going through, you're gonna make it. You're gonna make it. It's okay. You're gonna make it through it. I've been through a lot of tough situations. I got so many stories to tell, but this video was just about. It was just about uh, putting God first. And don't ever forget that whatever you go through, when you make it through, you didn't make it through. You didn't, you didn't do that alone. You didn't do that alone. You didn't do that alone. You know. I told you guys if you were not moved by listening to this young man share his testimony of how God changed his life then I'm telling you something is really wrong with you I could not hold back the tears I got just as emotional as he did John Gabbana sharing his testimony and I am just um I, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless you know after hearing this powerful testimony I know it blessed me and I hope and pray it blessed you I want to give a special shout out to our special guest this week Charity Smith aka Miss Mogul for being with us on this week's edition of Thinking Out Loud radio show of course uh, you know now I told you guys now you know what the definition of a mogul is and she definitely fits the bill you can check out all that she's doing and all that she is uh, up to at her website you can create your own economy dot com you can create your own economy dot com she's got a summit coming up plus you're able to uh, travel with her to Ghana in 2023 so a lot of things going on you can check her out again at you can create your own economy dot com
And again, I want to give a special shout out to all of you for taking time out of your day to spend it with us right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We truly appreciate each and every one of you. We've got some great interviews that we're working on. So please, please, please continue to tune in. Uh, and uh, we're going to, again, have some uh, shows where we're just going to be talking about topics. So look out for those as well. Got those coming up, guys. So stay with us. Stay tuned for more from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Feel free to check out our social media uh, on Instagram and Twitter at TOL Radio Host MSN or the TOL Radio Show. Or go to our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud HQ. We're posting things all the time. We would love to hear from you. If you want to email us, uh, email us at contact at michaelnimmons.com. You want to be on the show, let us know that in an email. You got somebody that you want to recommend, let us know that in an email as well. Guys, we are uh, so thankful for this platform, this God-given platform that we have with the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we appreciate each and every one of you for taking time out of your day and spend it right here with us. And again, to those who are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, be sure, take a minute, guys, and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Let somebody know what you're listening to right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Don't hold it to yourself. Don't keep it to yourself. Share it with somebody. Let somebody know what's going on right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Well, until next time, we're getting ready to get out of here. Always remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you.